Welcome. You have selected the Explorer's Guide to Understanding the Universe. Now beginning podcast program. Enjoy. When I look around, I always learn something. That is, to be always yourself. And to express yourself. To have faith in yourself. Do not go out and look for a successful personality and duplicate it. Now, that seems to me that that is the prevalent thing. Episode 5. What's going on? And we are back. It has been forever and holy shit. Damn, this really has been forever, man. Life has gotten kind of crazy lately, right? Yeah, uh, I think we should, I think we should start this week off by honestly just saying sorry, uh, to everyone who listens. I know we were going like fucking ham. We were going so hard episode after episode, week after week, not letting you guys down for four whole amazing weeks and we've already fucked up uh we made it a month in and we've already had our first delay uh life happens man it's okay no worries yeah honestly shit has been so crazy uh we've we've wanted to podcast and then things have just come up uh i got sick for a bit i traveled for a bit uh i had some stuff to take care of with work and uh getting ready for going back to school here in a little bit yeah man same i was yeah man i was you know finalizing things up here getting ready for school changing my uh mailing address getting my new york state license it was crazy man i went to the dmv and they just took the texas one and cut it in half and i got the new york one uh are you serious that easy yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I waited in line. I had to show the birth certificate and social security number and all of that boring bullshit. But um, yeah, they were like, all right, can we see your current one? And they took it and they just like cut it in half and threw it in a trash can. And then... Um, how, like how jam-packed is the New York DPS? Well, there's one in Brooklyn on Atlantic Avenue across the street from where the Nets play. Um, And I was going to go to that one, but then my cousin was like, nah, go to the one on uh 34th Street. Not many people know about it, and you'll be in and out of there within an hour. And I was in and out of there within an hour because it's at, like, a very, like, secluded... Like, it's in between a Chili's and a smoke shop. Like, it's a very weird place for a DMV to be. I love that combination of fucking Chili's and a smoke shop because, like, you can't have one without the other. Yeah. Uh. (laughs) Exactly. So it's in the middle of those two establishments, and I was in and out of there, like, with Honestly, man, it was like 45 minutes. I did. It was very quick. Uh, I was doing that, getting registered for school and everything. And uh, yeah, but it's good to be back, man. It's good to be recording again. And I know. Uh, I don't know if you if you necessarily tweeted about it, uh, but I don't. I don't really think anyone knew that we were just like on a hiatus, uh, right? I mean, dude, did we post anything about it? Because I mean, we do have a Twitter for the the fucking podcast uh but it never gets used and to be honest with you i don't even know the password uh, i don't think anyone even really follows it uh so maybe we should i think this was kind of like a sign that oh shit maybe we should get our 
our social media up and running so that people kind of actually have like a way to know, oh, they didn't actually just quit. They're just sick and busy, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, exactly. So we'll look into that. Uh, but anyway, man. I met DJ Khaled. Um, what? Yeah, man, that was kind of crazy. On uh, July 29th, he had an event at the Apple Store in Soho on uh, Prince Street. Uh, you met the the key master himself. He gave me so many the keys, fucking... man. Let me tell you, uh, he was posting on his Snapchat like, "Oh, New York fan love. I'm gonna be at the Apple Store at 7:30." So of course he doesn't say what he's gonna be doing at the Apple Store. He just says, "I'm gonna be at the Apple Store." So literally, man, thousands upon thousands of people line up outside the Apple Store, are crowding it, trying to break in. You had to register and like actually fill out some information to go watch the event it was a live event it was on the second floor of this apple store in the theater what do you mean like you had to like sign up online or what yeah man you got like a he tweeted the link and i clicked the link and you had to like give your first last name address um you know basic information and you got sent a confirmation email it was free and uh, i showed it to the apple store showed you know dave the technician my phone and he was like, all right, you're good to go. And he, like, took that red velvet rope out and, you know, let me walk through it and then put it back and was like, nah, nah, like, that guy has confirmation. Walked up the stairs and sat in the theater. He was, you know, fashionably late, of course. He's a celebrity. When are they not? He was supposed to get there at 7.30. This dude didn't show up till like, 8.15. And then he got there. Oh, shit, that's actually really late for an event. Yeah, man, he was pretty late. And then he apologized. He said that he, his reasoning, and I don't know how true this is, but his reasoning for being 45 minutes late was on the way, he said a couple of his chains were looking dirty, and he stopped in like a jewelry store and had them cleaned. And then, of course. Uh, <laughs> right? And then uh, he came and talked to us, got his autograph. He has massive, meaty hands. It was crazy. I dapped him up. Dude, that's a big motherfucker. He's huge, like, man. When you get up close, like, I was standing face-to-face -face with him. I was like, can you sign this, please? And he took the... Is he tall? How tall is he? Uh, maybe he's like six feet exactly. Like, no taller than my dad. Like, he was... Damn, he's a big dude then. If he's six foot and, like, probably about... What do you think? Like, six foot, maybe like a good 280 pounds? Yeah, man. It was a big two, dude. 290? Yeah, man, and the jewelry looked crazy up close in person. The watch, you could, like, see. The, the crystals cost our tuitions combined. Um, it was just, it was crazy. But he was real nice. Uh, signed my paper. Uh, dapped me up. Oh, and the crazy thing was, at the end of the event, he had a duffel bag full of, I couldn't make this up to you. He had a duffel bag full of actual keys. And, like, actual, like, just generic keys. Like, physical, like, Physical keys, keys that you would put in a car or a, a home or an apartment building. And he just threw them. And I have a key. I'll send you a picture of it later. They, like, they open a random doors across New York City. <laughs> they just, like... <laughs> that would be crazy. But, yeah, I can say I have an actual key from D. It's on my key ring, man. I'm holding it right now. He was really cool. That that was... A Dude, whenever you get bored, you just go stick that fucking thing in random key doors. Like, just... just walk around one night and just go like down alleys and see if it opens anything and watch it it opens some doors somewhere in the city and inside is just like champagne and fucking 
like the greatest of Kush lions. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like lion statues and flowers and shit. Yeah. Uh, dude, he is, I don't know if he's absolutely absurd or absolutely genius. Uh, well, I mean, I think it's absolutely genius because at the end of the interview, there was like a question part of it. And people were yeah. like asking questions and they were like, how did you get big Sean and Chris Brown and Rihanna and, how do you get all of these people and Kendrick Lamar and how do you get all of these people in the same room and record and produce? And he was saying he would go like, like literally three and four days without sleeping and like constantly have people flown into Miami and New York. And, uh, he said he got a loft in Soho because he wanted to be as close as he possibly could to Jay-Z and show him how serious he wanted Jay-Z to be on the album in the future. And, if you look at all of the features on the album, man, all of the the features on the album, he said that he, you know, worked really hard and made a bunch of phone calls and had a bunch of text messages and a bunch of meetings and conferences, all that shit. Uh, so wait, I, wait, this this dude got a loft, just yeah. He said he, that he bought a loft just to show Jay Z he wanted him on the album. Yeah, he said he wanted to be as close to Jay Z as possible because he said in like mid two thousand fifteen. He had mentioned uh-huh. to Jay, like, hey, I'm working on a project. I would like for you to be on it. And then he was telling us that Jay was kind of like, yeah, 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 okay, man. Like, kind of like, wasn't taking him seriously. So he straight up moved to Soho and got like a two-bedroom loft and lived here. Like, did the bi-coastal thing, New York and Miami. And uh, was getting, like, any opportunity he had to meet Jay-Z. Like, oh, he was just like a taxi ride away. And Jay-Z, you know, got on the album. Jay-Z saw the dedication and, like, saw the commitment and was like, all right, I can But that's so weird to me. It's not like DJ Khaled is some, like, little fucking dude in his basement, like... I mean, we're talking about, like, an A-list star. Yeah. And... But, I mean, it's Jay-Z, man. Jay-Z is, like... (laughs) Jay-Z. But, no. Jay-Z is, like, some S-tier character that you can only unlock after, like... (laughs) <laughs> beating 100% of the game to full completion. Yeah, man. Uh, He's like, you know. That was wow. that. But yeah, that was a good experience, man. It was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Do you do you take DJ Khaled that serious, man? Like when he's giving out all this advice? Because sometimes, man, let me be honest, like we give a lot of advice on the show and I feel like when we give the advice, it's really specific. Like we're telling people, oh man, you go do this, you go do that. Uh, in this order and phrase this exactly this way and you know shit will work out for you because we're geniuses whatever but when he gives advice it's just like super vague ass shit he'll just be like this is the key to everything yeah he'll be like uh, and your life is gonna be perfect yeah exactly um people were asking him like uh what does cloth talk mean and like what does this mean and what is the key like where did you get this and he was just he was being like very vague with his responses. He was like, "Look, if you have a dream, if you have a goal, like just chase it." Like he just kept saying like, "Chase your dreams, chase your goals. Like I'll give you the keys to success, but you got to work." Like he didn't tell us what the keys were specify. He was So he's a hack, basically. Basically. Man, come on. Ba- basically. But um he's figured out how to fuck the game. Like he has fucked the game in the ass. Literally by saying, I got that. the keys. Okay, 
somehow he has like i don't know where his initial money came from but what he's done i don't even know if he's making these fucking beats but if he is making these fucking beats what he's doing is he's making a beat and he's getting these people to come perform on it and then he's turning that into tracks that he's putting his name on and then when the shit blows up he gets all the credit and it's like and now he's worth holy like shit millions and millions and millions of, yeah <laughs> And he gets all this love, man. All you, all you got to do is just be like, I got the keys. Yeah, you could literally. Block out they. Secure your bag. Yeah, man. All secure your bag. Cloth talk. Cocoa butter lotion. Listerine mouthwash. Like. Dove soap water. Yeah. Uh, Basic everyday Ciroc shit. apple. The only way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's like people are like losing their shit. They're like, oh, man, this guy is a fucking genius. And He's a visionary. Know, Time he's magazine of the year. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing I will say about this dude that I really loved is that this motherfucker gets his hair cut like every other day. And if I could do that shit, dude, I promise you I would. Most uh, definitely, man. It's like he has a bar. Like, I, I'm pretty sure like a barber travels with him. Could you imagine like that's your job? Like you cut DJ Khaled's hair for a living? Like, wherever he goes, you go, because you know this nigga's going to ask for an edge up, like, every other day. <laughs> and it's like, if he wins, you win, dude. Exactly. Because it's like being that dude on the team, like, the team doctor that gets a ring. No one sees you, but you're still, like, succeeding. Yeah. And anytime DJ Khaled gets, like, a, a pickup, you know, a little windfall, some money comes into his life, you know that barber is getting a little piece of the pie. Yeah, dude's probably uh, got, like, watches and, like, laptops. And hell yeah, man. All right, but anyway, so a couple of weeks have gone by. We managed to get some really good questions in the time being. Uh, and we're going to try and space them out over the course of the next episodes. But definitely, definitely keep the questions coming. Uh, write the guide at gmail.com. You know, write the guide at gmail.com. At gmail.com. Shit is going to be in the description. Look it up. Uh, send us an email. Uh, if we answered your question in the past and you want to tell us how it worked out for you, hit us up there. Uh, but we've got some questions and I think we should go ahead and hop into it, man. All right, man. You want to take this first one? Uh, yeah, man, that works. So let me see here. Uh, let me find one that we really liked this week. All right. I think it's only fitting that this first question, uh, of course, when you write in the show, we will preserve your anonymity, give you a fake name, and so the name that we should give this person. It is a, a male, a young man. Uh, this guy is going to be... Uh, let's see here. Well, well, fuck it. I guess it's kind of perfect. This email, let's say, comes from DJ Khaled. <laughs> DJ Khaled Very is good. writing us for advice. Fucking plot twist. The irony there is amazing. <laughs> All right. DJ Khaled writes... I want to get high for the first time, but I don't want to smoke. I have asthma, and I'm not sure how the THC will react to my sensitive lungs. A friend of mine mentioned edibles, because I wouldn't smell like smoke and wouldn't have a hard time breathing. Do either of you have this experience? Any advice on what to do, DJ Khaled? Oh, DJ Khaled. Being young, wanting to smoke. I think everyone goes through this shit, man. Like this... This fucking elation with the idea of getting high. Should I do that's it? That's cool, man. Yeah. You want to get high? Uh, yeah, dude. I mean, shit is lit to get high. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, 
So it's something I'm pretty sure, like literally almost everyone does. Uh, so, and this is usually the time people try it out for the first time. Uh, so I think the first time I ever smoked pot, was I like 17? 17 or 18 the first time I smoked pot? What about you? I was 18. It was the second semester of my senior year of high school, like two or three months before graduation. I was in astronomy, and this super pothead I know... Damn right you were in astronomy. You're probably fucking flying through the galaxy. And sh- no, kidding. I was in astronomy, uh, and this kid was like, hey, man, do you want to smoke with us after school? And I was like, uh, no. And he was like, stop being a bitch and smoke <laughs> with us after school. And I was like, all right. Uh, yes. <laughs> so I did... And um, yeah, it was. It was. I mean, you time. and me are so different, man. If someone said to me, "Stop being a little bitch," I'd be like, "Yo, man, what?" And we would have gone like right there. Uh but I think. Let me see. No, I was eighteen. I was a freshman in college. Uh and I remember the first time that I smoked. I have really bad anxiety. Yeah. Uh and so the first time I smoked, I got. That's not true. The first time I smoked, I didn't get high at all, which apparently is really common. Oh, it's very like, common. It's very common. And I think what it is is like your body the first is like, time what you the smoke. Fuck? <laughs> what the fuck is this? Yeah. I don't. I don't like this shit. So we just gonna block this shit out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, honestly, I scientifically though, what I think really happens is psychosomatically, you're so unused to smoking unless you you know have smoked cigarettes in the past, and it's weed is so much more different than cigarettes in my opinion. It's like. You breathe it in and you let it fill up your mouth and then you just exhale it and you think, oh, I'm smoking weed. I should be getting high. (laughs) But like what's happening is they're not like inhaling. So you almost have to inhale twice. Yeah. You inhale it into your mouth hole and then you inhale deeper. Like you inhale once it's in your mouth hole, you kind of like then inhale it down into your throat hole. And then it touches your lungs and then bam, you know. Which sends the fucking goodness to your brain and then you sail my man Uh, exactly (laughs) but so the first time you smoke there's one thing i would tell you definitely super duper inhale like let that shit go down in your throat uh two so back to what i was saying about the anxiety i the first time i smoked i didn't get high the second time i smoked i got fucking lit uh but i was so anxious about it that i i hated it I like I was I got all these like shivers and like I felt like my body was cold but like my chest was hot. Yeah. And I don't know why my chest being hot freaked me out. I it felt like there was like a candle sitting on the edge of my chest and like that was freaking me the fuck out. Weed also makes you really paranoid. Uh, yeah. So paranoia coupled with anxiety is not always the best. Uh Oh yeah. But so I have asthma. Funny enough, this is perfect. I have asthma. Uh, so me and DJ Khaled both have asthma, apparently. <laughs> and uh, the first time I smoked, that's when my chest was getting really hot. I actually thought it was something to do with the asthma. I thought it was affecting my lungs. And so usually when you take that first hit of a blunt or a joint or a bong or whatever you decide to smoke out of, uh, you will cough. Only natural, right? You bring all that shit in your body, you're going to cough. Yeah. Um, Especially the first time. It's now, insane. It's like, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Now, like, the THC, that the, the, the email here says, uh, I have asthma, and I'm not sure how the THC will affect my 
sensitive lungs or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's it's not the THC that's affecting your lungs. The THC is the chemical that gets you high. Like that's the shit that goes to your brain and, you know, makes you feel like Captain Crunch or whatever. <laughs> like that's that's the shit. That's not exactly uh Captain Crunch. That's not what you need to worry about affecting your lungs. At least to my knowledge. The way I, I mean, I'm not some like cannabisologist. You know, not, not with some, Khalifa, like <laughs> What? Yeah, I'm not some like fucking Snoop Deal double G who can sit here and tell you the ins and outs of the weed. Uh, I'm also not like some neuroscientist dude that can tell you what affects your brain. But what I do think is happening is it's it's not the THC that affects your lungs. Uh, the THC is the chemical that gets you high, and what's affecting your lungs is literally just the other shit that is in the smoke. Like you're breathing in smoke. Anytime you breathe in smoke, it's gonna fuck with your lungs. Uh, exactly. So anyway back to getting high if you're worried about uh like if your asthma is really bad because my asthma is not that bad so i can probably handle it uh it's to the point where i haven't had an asthma attack in years and now i kind of just have reactive airway and not like full-blown asthma but if asthma is really what you're worried about totally edibles are an option uh, you said your friend mentioned that yeah man you can do that i'm not really one for edibles just because i feel like it gets you high for like too long the high is like yeah man the for edibles me, are scary. Like, uh, you stay high for way too. You long. get it's and it sneaks up on you because when you smoke, like a joint, blunt, pipe, bong, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, like you can feel the high coming on. The edibles, like, it's gradual and you can like it's like a train. You like, exactly you can tell when you want to get the fuck e off. If exactly. you are done, that's where you want to stop. You can just be like, nah, man, pass it you know pass it to the right fam i'm something. done like i am high uh, enough the edibles you don't know when it's hitting you like you could dude, be in the middle yeah, of taking the, the trash the out is, and it it hits you exactly it just hits you wherever like it's literally about when it gets to your stomach and the like it gets broken down by your body and the shit gets released it can happen at any time and so that's another thing if you have anxiety you're gonna be sitting on the couch like fucking getting ready to get high and it might not happen for like you know an hour uh so be careful and then another thing is with edibles i wouldn't do it unless like i made it myself or i like it's like a pre-packaged edible that you got like a dispensary and you know how much is in it or it's someone you trust purely because like if you don't know how much is in there man and you take like three bites of something and you like let's say it's like brownies and you eat like three brownies and you think to yourself oh hey man this is just a little like i'm just gonna get a little bit of high and it's not really. And then you're deal. decommissioned you know, with no clothes on. You yeah, know, your body it. feels like you're underwater, yeah. and you know you're playing hide and go seek <laughs> in an apple tree, <laughs> and like you don't know what the fuck's going on. That is that's my biggest complaint about edibles is a you don't know when it's gonna hit. No, what the, I love how I say that, here's my biggest complaint. And then I, I'm about to name three things. Here are my biggest complaints. <laughs> you don't know when it's gonna hit. The shit lasts too long, and you it's hard to gauge how high you're gonna get based it's hard to find the edible to highness ratio yeah it's it's so. it's it's terrifying i um have a crazy edible story uh back in october my friend and i got some and he was the guy we got it from was like hey be careful don't eat the whole it was a muffin uh the guy that sold it to me and my friend was like hey i'm warning you be careful don't eat the whole thing these are very strong he told us not to and uh we were like what the fuck it 
You ate that whole fucking muffin. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We were like, what the fuck? It can't be that bad. Like, this is a treat. Like, it's not going to be anything too serious. Yo, we ate the whole thing, went to the Taco Bell drive-thru, came home, and like 45 minutes later, we looked at each other and made eye contact and just said, fuck. It was the craziest experience. He left, and I went upstairs at like 6 in the evening and fell asleep and woke up 12 hours later at 6 in the morning, like, no clothes on. I, I woke up naked. Like, I, I, I remember I fell asleep with clothes on. I woke up with no clothes on, and I woke up and still had the body high and didn't have class for another four hours. So I was, like, decommissioned, slept for, like, 12. And you know when you sleep too long, it's like you feel groggy as hell and just irritated? Yeah, yeah. That was that was me. So I've I've laid off of those. I haven't, you know, it's been a, a minute because it's just terrifying how it it hits you like a truck. So uh, be careful with that, DJ Khaled. So what I will say, uh, if we just scared you out of edibles, which I hope we didn't, because it can be cool. Um, what I will suggest is. If you really want to get high this bad, I, I don't know if this is just like a little side project for your ass or if this is like your main goal right now. Uh, but if it is something that you're super duper interested in, uh, what you can do is invest in a vape. Uh, if you can vaporize your weed, it's a lot smoother. It doesn't even feel like you're smoking. In fact, it's a little dangerous because like it literally feels like you're just like sucking it through a straw. Like that's how smooth it is. And like, you can just keep hitting it and hitting it and hitting it and you like end up getting so high so quickly because you don't you're not feeling that burn you don't feel anything. in your lungs you're not feeling that burn in your throat and it like it doesn't even you, you kind of hardly even taste it uh, but you do get high and you know it has a lot of benefits it doesn't smell up the area that you're smoking in so if you're like young which you are uh, and you're like trying to you know hit this shit in your bedroom or something you can, and no one will ever know. Um, so that's that's my advice. Invest in a vape. If not, do edibles. Be careful. But be be careful. the fuck careful. Or please. try your luck with you know smoking. Yeah. And be careful with that too. Uh, that's what I got, man. What do you say? No, man. Just be very careful because you know the edi- the first edible experience I had was insanity. Um. If you're going to do it, be careful. You know, don't don't go to Target and don't take it and then try and do shit. That's not going to work. If for your first time, don't take it and then try and be social. Like sit at home with like your best friend, get some dope ass movies, go get 2001 a Space Odyssey get Interstellar. and Interstellar. That's what No, no, no. Me and Homeboy had watched Interstellar. But we watched the first 45 minutes and then looked at each other and, like, shook our heads because we felt the room spinning. And Dude, that's when shit was going to get dope, too. Like, 46 minutes in. Yeah. Should have kept watching, man, because that's when shit gets weird. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wow. Damn, now I want to get high and watch 2001 A Space Odyssey. <laughs> uh, just get high and go watch anything with space. That's my advice. Yeah. Your life uh, will... <laughs> you'll start thinking you know shit <laughs> how the universe exactly. works <laughs> and, exactly you won't need this podcast anymore <laughs> um yeah. wow 
I love shit like that, man. I love questions like that. Yeah, man. Uh, so that's weed is such a weird thing. Yeah, like it's just this thing that grows out of the ground that will make you and feel you set it on fire exactly, and there's an effect. And it bothers me, man, because people are like, "Oh, you smoke weed?" Like, "Oh, that's awful." And to me, if I'm gonna do anything at this age, it would be weed. Like, I don't want to drink and fuck up my liver, and you know. Drinking and smoking cigarettes are way worse to me than marijuana, and those are both legal. Like, give me, show me the article of the dude who smoked a joint and then died. That article doesn't exist because you, A, can't get addicted to weed. B, it's a plant. It is a plant. So if you're going to do any, you're going to have any vice at this age, I mean, that would be my cigarettes. Each cigarette takes 11 minutes off of your life, and everyone knows the dangers of alcohol. If you've been in a driving school in North America... There's no way that can be true, that each one takes 11 minutes. That's what uh, I read on WebMD. Because if that's true, my dad is going to die at like three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Mine <laughs> you know, like, too. No <laughs> Mine too. But both of our fathers smoke a lot of weed, so... Maybe that's extending their life. Yeah, man. We have uh, a, a great aunt who... What? How old is she? Like approaching 80 and just hits it on her roof on her balcony rather uh isn't her fucking wi-fi like password 420 no man the Uh, network name is um i don't know what the network name is but when i went there last summer i was like hey what's the password and she told me 420 blaze it and i connected so uh (laughs) if anything if you're gonna have a vice at this age if you're listening like please make it like don't smoke cigarettes don't inhale yeah, the well, no first off is never have a vice don't don't ever be you know people say all this bullshit about oh no you can't get addicted to weed that's bullshit you can get addicted to anything that makes you feel good you can be addicted to pussy just like you can be addicted to fucking robitussin that's what and i'm saying man but if any of them i feel like weed is the no, no, what, what i'm saying is like their weed would never give you like a chemical dependence but the feeling you you can get addicted to the feeling so don't obviously don't smoke it to where you have a vice because you were like oh if you're gonna have a vice no don't be like no substance should be able to like control you like that because you can smoke weed or we can smoke you and so do totally smoke weed honestly at your age it's the only thing you you really can do it's the easiest to access and you're not old enough to drink i'm not old enough to buy tobacco products yeah, what I'm saying is weed is like the only thing that at your age you can buy yourself. Exactly. You know, like you can, it, there's easy enough access in a high school. Uh, and you can, I feel like I just revealed this person's age. Oh, well, no one knows who it is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but okay, anyway, so what I'm saying is, personally for me i like alcohol more just because i purely like the feeling of being drunk more than i like the feeling of ah see i'm the exact alcohol is more fun go on on. oh yeah no i love i love uh i because the thing is i don't drunk to pass out i don't drunk to be fucking vomiting i don't (laughs) that came out wrong i don't drink to be so drunk i'm vomiting i don't drink to blackout be fucking blacking out i literally drink to the point where life is awesome and like that's all you need man you know enough drinks to just get to the point where you're having a dope ass time and then you stop the reason i like it more is because one all alcohol tastes different to me all weed is the same 
You know, people are like, oh man, I got this good shit. Oh man, I've got this medicinal shit. Oh hey man, I've got this uh, this this cut from wherever I got it from this guy who sells this type of stuff. All that shit feels the same. Some of it might get you higher a little faster, higher concentrations of THC, however that works. But for alcohol, I like it because you have your whiskey, you have your tequila, you have your vodka, you have your beer, you have your, you know, all that shit, scotch, bourbon, whatever the fuck. Um, you have alcohol that tastes like dessert, so you can drink like a fucking mudslide, or you can drink, uh, you know, any of that shit that Kahlua makes, or you yeah. can drink a fucking some sort of weird-ass fruity drink or, like, some margarita that doesn't even taste like alcohol. Like, a margarita is basically a slushy, dude. Basically. You know, a frozen margarita. Yeah. You can literally sit there and drink a slushy or a, a couple slushies, and next thing you know, life is awesome. So, it, to me, that's, like, the appeal of drinking is, A, it's more fun to drink. And I, I as a germaphobe, it's kind of gross to me. Like, not gross to me, but just being when you're smoking in a social setting... And like the same ass blunt is getting passed around between like eight different mouths. And it's like, for why? Yeah. You know, when you could just sit there with your own little personal drink and sit in there and get drunk by yourself. That's what I like. That's just a personal preference. Yo, to I me. totally get you know, it. I totally understand. Question. Yo, I totally understand. Totally. Uh, but yeah, that's my advice. You want to jump into the next one? Yeah, man, definitely, definitely. Uh, let me. All right, we're going to need a name for this person. This Who's someone DJ Khaled hangs out with? Uh... <laughs> wow, man. Uh, well, when I met him, he said that the last, like, because people were like, oh, uh, do you hang out with famous people all the time? And immediately he responded, and he was like, I was with Kendrick and Big Sean and Swiss Beats last night. And we were like, like that easy like just that like la you just text them like hey uh you want to hang out um i guess that's how it works when you're famous but um okay well oh so is this next question coming from a guy or a girl uh this is coming from a guy okay another guy sausage party today uh <laughs> another dude well shit you met swizz beats too so how about Swiss yeah, Beats? Yeah, I did meet Swiss. Uh, all right, we could call this dude Swiss Beats. Um, all right, this question comes from Swiss Beats, and it reads, uh, I turn 16 next month and am eligible to work. I am eligible to work and apply for jobs. Where should I apply? What should I expect? Do either of you have a device on first job? Uh you know, what should I expect out of a first job? Any job interview advice? Any crazy job stories? I'm nervous. Okay, Swiss. Um, I'm 19. I've had a total of five jobs, uh, which means I've had five interviews and five bosses say, oh, you're hired. You start on Wednesday. Uh, for me, my first job was Dairy Queen. Um, it's a fast food place. I'm sure most of the people listening have heard of it. And uh, for me, it was, you know, my summer going into my junior year of high school. Uh, I was 16. It was relatively close to my house. And it's like your basic, like, oh, daddy, what were you, what was your first job? Like, I could say, oh, Dairy Queen. Like, I worked at the, it was like a summer job. You work as the cashier. Like, hi, welcome to Dairy Queen. 
Like it's something you had the most basic job at the most basic restaurant in the most basic time of my ever. life ever. Yeah, it's like <laughs> so you are turning sixteen next month. Don't apply it. You know, you know, apply. Like if you looked up in the dictionary the age sixteen, <laughs> it would say that time you work at Dairy Queen as a cashier in the summer, like exactly to get enough money. To, to buy slushies from Sonic and shit, like, because you don't have any damn bills. You have uh, no worries. It's basically a glorified allowance. Exactly. Exactly. So, you're eligible to work next month. I would look at places like that, like Dairy Queen, and I, I like the fast food industry can get kind of old real quick. For me, it did. Like, I don't eat Dairy Queen to this day just because I was around it constantly. But, um,. If you're going to look for a job, Swiss, uh, I would apply it somewhere basic. Somewhere basic and easy and, you know, you need to get acclimated with people. You need to see how, you know, people work and uh, not anything too challenging because, I mean, you're still in school. You want to be able to go to work and leave work, you know, with a positive mindset of, like, you shouldn't have to, oh, my job, like, you know, so... If it's gonna be, if you're gonna apply somewhere, apply somewhere where you feel comfortable, and uh, somewhere where you think, oh, like I'm working, this is fine. Uh, what about you, man? What do you? What was your first job? Well, I'm looking at this, uh, and I'm looking at Swizz Beats, and I'm trying to analyze what I think he should do. You're 16, right? I got my first job uh, right before I turned 17. So I got hired, and then shortly after I got hired, I turned 17, like like the next week or so. Um, here's my question to you. Do you actually need to work? Like, are your parents making you get this job? Are you just, you know, doing it because you want to like are you saving for something if you don't really need the money like if your parents kick you a little twenty dollars here and there you don't really need the money in order to sustain the life that you're living don't work there's no point like you're 16 i mean unless you're you're saving for something you want to start saving for college it all depends on like your parents and what they're doing for you at 16 that should really just be a time like you fucking have a dope ass life and you know, you fuck your girlfriend in the back of a Corolla because your parents are home. Like, this is the time where you should be being an idiot and not having to worry about... You should be, you know, eating edibles with DJ Khaled and, you know, fucking playing 2K. And waking up late uh, and barely getting to school on time and, you know, skipping biology or physics or whatever science you... Right. Yeah, I got you. Asking people for gum... Everyone uh, becomes your best friend as this... soon as you open that pack of five. <laughs> like Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so now if you do have to work or if you do really want to work or if you do have some shit you're saving up for, uh, first thing you do is call up family and friends that own businesses, if you know any, because the best people to work for are people that you know, uh, especially if you know that they're cool. I hate fast food. Uh, I know that that's like the common go-to 16-year-old job. Don't do it. 
It's fucking disgusting. It was awful. Uh, it was a horrible experience. I mean, if you if that's really your only option and you got to roll up your sleeves and grill some French fries, then do it, man. I mean, there's no shame in being a fast food worker. Like, it's it's a hard living. What I'm saying, a it's, job it's is a job. Ideal. Money is money. It's just kind of yeah, it's a job, whatever. But it's just kind of like a gross thing. And if you can limit the grossness in your first job, because let's be real, your first shit is not going to be glamorous. Right. You have no experience, uh, so. Right. My first job was lifeguarding, okay? And I worked at the pool right down the street. I ended up working there for four summers. Uh, it was equally as shitty each year. The only difference was they paid me more and more each year, so I guess that made it a little less shitty. Uh, I was, like, digging dead birds out of the fucking skimmer baskets and shit. So your first job is not going to be awesome. Um so where would I apply? Honestly, lifeguarding. I I don't you know know how heavy you're trying to fucking work during the school year. If it is, apply at like some indoor pools. Cause straight up, man, all you gotta do is sit there, watch the pool, and get paid. And if you get hired on by a good company, you're looking at ten dollars an hour for sitting there to watch people swim and occasionally cleaning sometimes. Uh there's that. There are try and get in at like some cool places, like some game stops or some shit like that uh places basically like my advice for when it comes to picking a job is uh you're looking for you're like not in the state or you're looking for a career or anything like that you're just trying to pick up like some side job ask yourself do i enjoy shopping here because if it's a place that you like like if it's a place where they sell some shit you like or something you're already knowledgeable about things like that dude it's gonna make it loads better like if you really are into some skater ass shit and you love like that you know, punk rock the zoomies, vans, the Paxa. the opportunity presents itself for you to work at a fucking zoomies. Boom, go. I don't even know if zoomies will hire you at sixteen. They everyone in there seems to be pretty young, uh, and everyone in there probably smokes weed. So you and Khaled can, <laughs> you know, hit up your zoomies friends. And uh, no, but honestly, uh, go to a place that you like. If you're into games, try and get at a game store. You know, if you like fucking shoes, boats, if you, if, Hobby Lobby. Yeah, Hobby Lobby, Barnes & Noble. If you're a shoe freak, like Foot Locker, Finish Line. I mean... Yeah, now those, that's like when you really get the hookup. If you're into sneakers and you like end up working at a Foot Locker and you get to get all the dope shit before everyone else. Uh, so yeah, definitely. Dude, I have the hiccups. I'm trying to talk in between this shit and it's really frustrating. Uh, definitely try to get in at a place you're interested in uh i think I, I didn't get my first job that i actually liked until fuck armani exchange probably in t- not well yeah i guess i enjoyed that uh i mean i would i probably would never shop at armani exchange i worked there for a little bit uh I wouldn't shop there, but I do like clothes, and I like, you know, the mall. The Working at uh, the mall was kind of cool. So there's that. Uh, I would say I didn't really ever super-duper like any of my jobs until I ended up working at the airport, uh, which was fucking amazing. So, you know, just strap in for the idea that you're probably not going to like any of your jobs in the near future. Uh, unless you manage to get into a place that you're like really interested in, uh, I'm trying to think crazy job stories. Oh, I have. I don't know. 
Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. All right. Well, I worked at Dairy Queen and then Walmart and then Firehouse Subs and then Blue Goose and then Cole Haan. Uh, I don't know. All right. Walmart. Summer of 2004. Blue Goose sounds like a name for ecstasy. <laughs> it's a Mexican restaurant. Well, you know. Uh, but that's funny. Um, okay. I have a crazy story. Uh, July of 2014, I was going into my senior year of high school and I worked as a cashier at Walmart. They paid me seven ninety an hour, got paid every other Thursday. Anyway, this one time, this lady came in and she spent about $900, like well over $900, but it was strictly groceries. Like no soap, no deodorant, Damn. no toothpaste, no screwdriver, no hammer, no Bible. It was all food. Like it was no stopwatches. It was all like ice cream and soda and crackers and cereal and ham and cheese and lettuce. It was all food and produce. Well over $900. This lady had two carts full of groceries and uh, I see, you know, I see her coming up and I'm like, ah, oh, shit. Like really? Like right now? And um, I remember it was the end of my shift, and I was pissed because I was like, damn, like, I just want to go home. I have to, this is, this transaction is going to put me past the time I'm supposed to clock out. Why me? Blah, blah, blah. So, you know, she comes up like, oh, bear with me. I'm sorry. I don't mean to ruin your day. And I'm like, okay, ma'am, how are you? Of course, this bitch has coupons and wants to price match every other thing. So the transaction takes forever. And she's like, I'm like, okay, that'll be $964.74. And she's like, okay, uh, you do that. Okay, uh, you can swipe now. And she swiped her credit card and it declined. And I was like, ma'am, your credit card is, is not going through. Well, let's look on her face, man. It, you know, 43-year-old white mom, ponytail, flip-flop, shorts, t-shirt. She has that disgruntled, like, I can't believe my credit card is being declined right now, like, it can't happen right. to me so i'm like if you want to try again go ahead so she tries again doesn't go through and the rule is if they try three times and it doesn't go through then we can no longer use that form of payment that's just the way it is so she tries it again doesn't go through i'm like ma'am you've tried it two times give me your credit card and i'll try it on my end of the register so I swiped it on my end of the register. Still didn't go through. I was like, ma'am, we've used your credit card three times. I'm sorry, but we're going to have to ask you for another form of payment. By this time, people have lined up behind her. And uh, they're getting frustrated because they've got groceries. They've got ice cream that's melting. It's the middle of July in Texas. And she goes, uh, fuck this. Fuck you. Get your manager. She's cussing me out. She's... She said, fuck she you? She said, fuck this, fuck you, get me your manager. So I call, I ring in the code for the CSM, which stands for Customer Service Manager. Cindy comes over. She's like, what seems to be the problem? I'm like, Cindy, this disgruntled woman uh, is a bit upset because her credit card is being declined. Meanwhile, she has Bank of America on the phone, on speaker, and she's like, see, the money is there. The money is fucking there. Like, she's making me listen to her available balance and i'm like ma'am i believe you but the machine is declining it like what more do you want me to do so cindy says ma'am the rule is three swipes and if it doesn't go through another form of payment so she's like i want 
And how much money was it again? Nine hundred and like nine hundred and seventy-four. Nine. It was like well over nine hundred dollars and some change. And uh, we told her we were like, "Ma'am, option D, like your final option, if you want to use this card, is a as you know, instead of running it as a credit, we can charge it as a debit." And she didn't want to do that. She wanted to charge it as credit. She didn't want to use the debit option because I was explaining to her, you know, sometimes when it's declined as a credit and then we explain to them, hey, mm-hmm. debit, they're like, oh, let's do debit. And it goes through. Everyone's life is easier. They go home with groceries. This lady gets amped up and is getting all crazy. And uh, she goes... Get me your supervisor. It's like, this is my supervisor. I want your supervisor. She wanted the store manager. So Cindy rings in. She wanted Sam Walton to like <laughs> right. fucking come she, down. So okay. Cindy rings in Tony. Tony comes up and is like, what seems to be the prop? So now it's Tony, Cindy, Kyle, Allison. I don't know what her name was, but that seemed like a white lady mom name. So it's the four of us. People are behind her. Everyone's copping an attitude. Um, and she goes, what the fuck? This cashier isn't trained properly. Why is it my card going through? And, uh, Tony explained to her, ma'am, the rule is three swipes and, and no. Uh, would you like to charge it as a debit? And she goes, fuck this, fuck this Walmart and fuck everyone in here. And I wouldn't, this really happened to me. As she got so much money, why is she shopping? That's what I'm saying. She, she leaves you know she moves herself out of the line and she had one item that she hadn't placed on the conveyor belt like it was she had so much shit she had forgot something it was the mo it was the lot okay it was the like family size times 12 amplified box of lucky charms like the industrial size box for when you have six kids and like that's breakfast for the right. next three weeks it was that size Lucky Charms. She picked it up and threw it at me. Like, the cereal was in my chest, and then it hit the ground, and then she was like... That's assault, dude. Yeah, man, it was crazy. It was it was crazy. She threw Lucky Charms at me. Uh, like, that's actual assault, though, man. That's like, that's... You should have sued her ass. You should be like, oh, shit, you think you don't have any money now, <laughs> bitch? Yeah, man, it was... uh about to pay my tuition. It was, That's it was crazy, a day. Man. So, Swiss, that I don't expect Lucky Charms to get thrown at you, but I'm saying be careful because there are crazy people. Uh, you're going to have to face nut jobs like that. Uh, so, you know, like Tom was saying, your first couple of jobs you're probably not going to like. Just be careful. Shit like that will happen to you. I'm not saying, you know, Allison's going to throw cereal at you. And spend nine hundred dollars worth of groceries and cop an attitude when her credit card is declined. But I'm just saying, something like along those lines will happen. So that was my crazy story. Yeah, I mean, my I've had a good amount of jobs, and for the most part, no real crazy stories. But something shitty always happens on the last day. Uh, I had a job as a waiter. I never dropped anything until the last day. I worked as a delivery driver. Nothing bad ever happened until the last day. Uh, I, I worked at a Top Golf for a while. On the very last day, a guy ordered a bowl of fruit at one in the morning, and I dropped it. And it comes in a glass bowl, and I dropped it on the third floor. 
glass shattered grapes were fucking rolling <laughs> off the fucking deck. If you don't know what Top Golf is, it's like a three story golf driving range. Grapes were rolling down onto the first floor, hitting motherfuckers <laughs> in the head. Like fucking cantaloupe was in the net and shit. And there was like, I scored a watermelon into the 50 foot target. Uh, and I had to like go back down and bring this man another fucking fruit thing. Uh, so that happened. Uh, the last day of my job as a delivery guy, I busted my tire out of the rim uh, in a pothole, and I had to like sit there and change it in the rain because there was no roadside assistance, and uh, the gas station that I pulled into had no awning. So I had to, in my Domino's uniform, uh, change a fucking flat tire in the middle of a thunderstorm. And then, since no one was there to replace me, I had to drive back to the store on my spare tire and work inside the store until my shift was over because they couldn't get another driver. Uh, so there's that. So working is not that glamorous, but hang in there. Apply at places you're interested in first. No, apply at places where you know people who work there or who own the place first. Then apply at places you're into. And then from there, gradually apply to things on a scale of least gross to most gross. Always go least gross first. And I think that's yeah, going to do it for this week. That was, it was glad to record with you again, man. That felt good. That felt great. Yeah, it, it felt weird, you know, taking those weeks off, but obviously that wasn't by choice. Uh, so we're going to try and stay on the ball. This episode will be up. And uh, once again, keep your your eyes peeled every Tuesday. There should be one following Tuesdays. Uh, maybe next Tuesday we'll try and grace you guys with like two episodes on one day just to make up for the fact that we skipped two weeks. I know it's not the same, uh, but we're, we're trying to be better. So we did like, we super duper sincerely apologize. Uh, but we will catch all of you beautiful bastards, uh, next week and just stay beautiful, follow our advice or don't whatever. We don't want to fuck your life up. Uh, keep exploring that big old beautiful universe and we'll see you next week. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening, everyone. Peace out, Journey. Thank you for listening to the Explorer's Guide to Understanding the Universe. Want Tom and Cal to give you advice? Send your questions to writetheguide at gmail.com. Please continue your exploration however the fuck you want. Thank you.